So firstly, I would like to thank you for giving us your time to come do this interview. Yeah. Interview. Ain't a thing. Okay, so uh, BabsCon is coming up in a few weeks, right? Two weeks? Yes. Is it two weeks? Uh, I guess, I guess uh, it would about be. Three. About three, uh, I guess. Two, two, or, two or three, whenever. Anyways, point being, it's coming up. Right. So you're really excited for this? Uh, fairly, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, my thing is that I still have a whole bunch of shit that I'm trying to prepare for it, and uh, some of that stuff is kind of up in the air as to whether or not I'll have it done by the con, but I'm trying and I'm hoping. Stuff preparing. So would you happen to say that you're going to have new music at your performance? Yeah, potentially. Just really depends on... Uh, it really just depends on whether or not I can get this shit done. Um, I mean, I, ideally, yes, I would love to. And I definitely am preparing something that, if finished on time, I will be performing uh, at BabsCon. And that will be new music. But, unfortunately, uh, that's all dependent on whether or not I can balance everything in my life out and get that stuff done. I want to, but it's just, it's time. Is it something that you tend to do at cons, get a new song or two to play? Uh, sometimes. I think it really just depends on when I last put out a song. Um, I've been trying to focus a little bit more on school and also, uh, I guess, kind of building a career lately. Um, I've been doing a lot of voiceover stuff, a lot of acting stuff, um, taking classes for that. And I'm also getting quite a few uh, voice acting gigs, paid gigs too, which is nice. Um, and since that's something I desperately want to, well, not, I, yeah, desperately. I've been wanting to do this since I was like 11. Since that's something I want to do as a career, uh, that's something I've been kind of pouring more of my time into. Uh, do you prefer voice acting to doing music? Uh, they both have their high points and low points. Um, I wouldn't say that I prefer one to the other. Uh, I would say though that I do have more of a passion for voice acting as opposed to music. Like, I, I love doing music. I love doing what I do now. But, I mean, for me, it's not something that I ever intended to pursue as a, as a career, nor do I think I have the uh, mental or emotional, I guess, aptitude or whatever uh, I would need to make it in that industry. I just don't have thick enough skin. Mm, yeah, you do have to have pretty thick skin to do uh, much these days, I suppose. Well, and especially with music, too. It's it's an incredibly competitive industry. Uh, you have a lot of people who are able to replicate what bigger people do, but none of it's really innovative. You know, it's it's like you can focus on sound design. You can focus on, you know, structure or whatever. But, I mean, it, it's been a very long time since, like, innovative and fresh music has come out. And, I mean, every now and then you'll get something. But, I mean, with the current trend of it being stuff like, you know, Big House and Trap, it it leaves a lot to be desired, you know? Yeah, I understand. And um, I guess since we're a uh, we're horse news, we cover MLP-related stuff, um, going into uh, brony music, where do you see, like, a, a trend? Do you see any trends in where that is going to be going anytime soon? Um, not especially. Uh, I mostly just see people kind of doing their own thing. Um, you know, I see Vocal Score doing uh, both originals and covers, and he's fucking incredible i love that guy to death um you see people like i be a brony rapper and rhyme flow who are going to be who are releasing music at quite a steady pace and they're doing they're both doing very well for themselves and then um i mean it really it really just is people doing their own thing right now i mean aside from the occasional uh flood of show song remixes which you know you get in handfuls after every new episode um you know i don't really see any uh standout trends per se 
I see. Well, I guess since we're having, what, uh, five more years of the show, was it? What? Yeah. There was an investor meeting where I think I think it was five more seasons of the show we were going to be coming. Or it might have been four. Um, That's rough. Quite a long more time. I suppose that there's always going to be, or for All the right. foreseeable future, there will be a stream of content to create from. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, though, because, I mean, to be honest with you, it's I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the show and I especially love what the writers have done so far with season four. I mean, they have had one or two hit and miss episodes, but I mean, for the most part, you know, the game has really been stepped up. The voiceover work has increased exponentially and not to say that it wasn't already good, but it has continued to step itself up. Uh, a great degree. Uh, the music is absolutely phenomenal. Fucking Daniel is busting his ass, and it really does show. And uh, I, I mean, a lot is doing well with season four, but I just don't know if it can maintain that momentum. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of people are would agree with you that season four is a step up from what we had experienced in season three. Well, and I mean, like, I think it was hard because it's like, with it's like season one was the big one. I mean, that was under Lauren Faust's direction. That was, you know, as many people will tell you, that was the best season. Um, season two, it was it started off pretty strong and then kind of uh, it kind of down spiraled. And, you know, not to say it wasn't great, but, hey, you know, it was OK. It wasn't amazing. Season three, because of Equestria Girls, everybody you know, lost their mind over that. And the whole 13 episode thing made everybody freak out. The fandom's dying guys, which, you know, we, we've kind of gotten used to hearing every other hour now, I believe. Oh yes. Being accurate representation. Oh, yes. Are you looking forward to uh a question girls too? Uh, you know what? I'm indifferent. I uh, watched the first movie. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I, I did think that it was definitely not uh, what, anybody had come to expect especially from watching the show from season one uh, up to current day but i mean it's like if people like it don't knock people for liking it if you don't like it it's like that's their opinion of it that's their taste don't take that away from them personally i don't really care for equestria girls too like at all i'm sure it's probably going to do well i'm sure that it might even possibly be uh, a big step up from the first one, but it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to see. So I don't really have any excitement towards it. Yeah, I understand. I haven't seen the first one myself. Um, I suppose if there are a lot of positive reviews for the second one, I'll check it out. My thing is it's just one of those things where it's like, I'll give it a shot if I'm bored and I have the time, but it's not something that I'm going to go out of my way to see. And uh, I, I think that's just how it is with a lot of things, uh, a lot of movies for me nowadays. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So going back to um, going back to BabsCon, I suppose. Um, so the the Nahum Festival. That's it. Yeah. Right? Nahum. Yeah. Uh, now your name is one of the ones in a larger font size on the uh, little image that they put out for that, right? Ooh, yep. So. Um, with a bigger name, literally, um, and I guess quite a large subscriber count than a lot of the people playing, do you ever get worried about like outshining anyone at a performance like that? No, and I'll tell you why. Because the people that you meet there, like a, a lot of people view the music side of things as this intense competition. Like everybody's constantly buckling down to butt heads with one another. And while there is strife and conflict, you know, within that respective community, um, 
when it comes to performances, a lot of the people you will meet are generally really even tempered. They're really nice people. They're great people, high energy, and they get you pumped for it. You know, I mean, like my first performance was BronyCon 2012, and I absolutely bombed that. I mean, I forgot lyrics to my own fucking songs. I fell off beat. I ran out of breath. I was ill-prepared. I had been emceeing the entire night, so my voice was shot, and I, I was performing last. And I just, it was everything that could go wrong for me did go wrong. But what I learned from that was that no matter what your performance, people are still going to love and support you. And so at these, at these conventions, at these concerts, as long as people remember that, it's not about outshining someone or being the best. It's about having a good time. Because at the end of the day, it's not about being better than me. It's not about being better than Alex S or Tombstone or whatever. It's about that audience out there who's cheering you on and helping to support you and is really getting hype for what you have to bring to the table. Well, um, those are very encouraging words. Well, and it, it's the truth of the matter. I mean, like a lot of people try to treat this as a competition and it's it really is anything but. I mean, when you because the thing is, is that personally, I've had to detach myself several times. I mean, from the stigmatizing parts of this community, because I could not it, it affected me personally and I could not work. And when you stop like focusing on that negativity, like you'll see a lot of people who are just like, oh, the burning community shit and the fandom used to be good. But now it's shit because everybody's doing it. It's like, no. It's shit because you're focusing on the shit parts of it. And this is not to say that you're supposed to sweep that under the rug. I definitely think that there are several uh, parts of this fandom that definitely, definitely, definitely need to be toned down. Uh, I do think that there needs to be kind of a uh, an increase in people being called out on their stupidity, people being called out on their inappropriate shit and not letting that kind of stuff slide anymore. Because so many people just kind of try to brush it off. And you can't do that. It's like you have to take the good with the bad, but you can't also ignore the bad and then say you're not contributing to the problem. Right. Um, at the beginning of what you were saying there, you said that you had to uh, distance yourself several times because yeah. of some of the things that you were experiencing. Well, yeah. And the reason for that is because it affected me to a degree that I could not focus on my work because I became... I, came, I became really focused on the negative aspect of things. I stopped enjoying my work and became so focused on, you know, trying to potentially impress somebody or, you know, to prove so-and-so wrong. And so I, I, became, I became very self-conscious about everything I did. And so every time I would come up with a line for a song or a melody that I really liked, I would scrap it almost immediately because I would think to myself, no, this is trash, I can do better. And it took me a while to really just kind of realize I need to stop and get away from this for a while. And so I took a long break. And then when I got back into things, I said, I'm going to do this at my pace. I'm going to do the things that make me happy, the things that I want to do and the things that I have fun with. And that's just how I'm going to operate. And that's how I've continued to operate. And granted, yes, I do. I do feel I have a great debt towards my fan base. And I do strive to try and get stuff done as quickly as I can. But I'm human and there's only 24 hours in a day. All right. Um, I had an uh, interview over text with uh, General Mumble a couple of weeks ago. I know Mumble. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is. Um, I asked him about uh, his thoughts about several artists uh, leaving the fandom, quote unquote, mm. for uh, some of the same reasons you just said, like uh, criticism and the distraction from what it's causing you. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about artists that 
I guess do that. Like I, I won't mention any names, but I'm sure that you know some. If you have to, it, I guess it really depends on what you do. Like if for me personally, like I'm not going to be making music for the show forever. You know, it, it's it. The reason I started making it was it was because it was something that inspired me. That's why a lot of people started. That's why you know Eurobeat started. That's why Alex started. That's why Tomb started. Was because we all heard something from this show that lit a fire in us and inspired us to create music about this show. And what people don't really seem to realize is that that's all from inspiration. And, you know, after a certain point, you know, you're going to lose that fire because it's not going to be something that inspires you anymore. It may be, you may still like it. You may still think very fondly of it and you may still enjoy it, but it's not something that brings you musical inspiration. And to continue to force yourself to create content for something that does not inspire you, something that you do not enjoy in that uh, fashion is a disservice to yourself and to your fan base because at that point you're creating a product that you're not going to like. So how the hell is the audience going to like it? Yeah, right. Music is about fun, definitely. If you're not having fun with music, there's you're you're doing something wrong. Yeah, but anyways, the point that I'm trying to make with this is that you know it's one thing if you leave under those pretenses, but you don't under any circumstances really need to announce it. If you avidly proclaim that you are a part of a fandom, that this is who you are, and you adapt it to the point where you are, I guess, borderline treating it like a lifestyle, that's bad. That's really bad. And to hold other people to that standard is ridiculous. I mean, I remember when uh, when Toom got a new partnership on YouTube and he had to make the announcement that uh, due to his contract with this partnership, he would be unable to make My Little Pony music, which was not true. He later corrected himself and told everybody, you know, I can't, I just can't monetize the videos, which he was fine with. I mean, people flipped their fucking lids. People were cursing at him. People were telling him, you are a piece of shit. They were, they, they turned on him almost immediately. And it's such a, uh, a, a volatile and really unnecessary reaction. And the fact that it happened in the first place, like the fact that it, you know, resolved itself is great and all, but the fact that it happened in the first place, you know, speaks volumes to the state of this fandom when, you know, the vocal minority, because let's face facts, these people are a minority. They're just incredibly vocal. When that vocal minority is being allowed to speak for everybody as a whole, that's bad. And what makes it worse is that nobody's reprimanding it. And I mean, on the topic of people leaving the fandom, that is an issue when people who are still actively involved in the fandom flip their shit and start yelling at these people and start, you know, just getting on these people in the most heinous of ways. Well, I guess not the most heinous of ways, but just in a really shitty way in general, you know? Yeah, I know. No, nobody's, nobody's entitled to your time, to your attention, to the stuff that you make. And I, I think people, especially in this fandom, have tended to forget that. So do you think that there's like a, a large thing with people being more a fan of Pony than a fan of the people making the content? Um, I think that would actually be the most common thing, if I can be honest. Like, I mean, if you wear the Brony title, you know, proud and open on you, good for you. That's your decision. That's what you want to do. The thing about it, though, is that it's it's become a very stigmatizing term. It's become very stigmatizing. It's just become something that not a lot of people want to associate with. They still love the show. They love the friends that they've made through this community. They love the content that they create or the content that they consume, be it art, music, whatever. But, I mean, it's really hard to 
to, to really associate with that. I mean, to, to be like, yeah, I'm a brony and not feel a little bit bad because you have this vocal minority, you know, painting the picture for you. Right. It's always the minority that you hear from the most. Well, yeah, no, not the, it's the vocal minority that you hear from the most, you know, it's, it's never the majority that's heard. It's the loudest voice. And, you know, I do, I do believe that that is a problem. And that's why there's such a huge emergence of people who are just like, no, I enjoy the show. I like the show. These, this is why people aren't like, yeah, I'm a brony like they were several years ago, because it is stigmatizing now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, granted, there are several good parts about this fandom. There was the Michael Morona's uh, charity fund, which was incredibly successful. And it's very good to hear that that was resolved. And more importantly, that he's, you know, up and slowly recovering. I mean, that that's absolutely huge. But it's the fact that so like nobody does anything about these negative parts except say, oh, we're not all like that. That's still contributing to the problem. There needs to be some kind of like they need to be reprimanded you know what i'm saying yeah but uh it's it's kind of hard to reprimand people i guess you can call you can call somebody out on the internet as much as you want to but if they enjoy uh subterfuge then you're not you're not gonna stop them well i mean like i'm not saying micromanage everything they do i'm not saying you know like loom over them every moment of every day and make sure they're not doing anything illicit if that's what they enjoy in the privacy of their own home that's totally cool it's the fact that this kind of stuff gets actively exposed uh, to one, a much younger audience, and two, the public at large, that people uh, will wear that kind of stuff on their sleeves and not have the courtesy to censor themselves around other people because they believe that in their mind it's acceptable. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Um, and uh, a moment ago, you mentioned uh, the generosity and charity. Yeah. Right. Um, do you know about the, uh, the charity that's going on for Archie right now who's having kidney problems, I think it was? I did not know. Is that the uh, is that the one that MLP MSP teamed up with? Um, maybe I don't know to tell you the truth. I should know, but I don't. Because um, I know that there was a uh, charity initiative that was started through MLP MSP, and a portion of their ticket sales uh, are going to the Give Us Wings Charity Foundation, mm-hmm. which that's I correct. found is really really cool. Honestly, I'm actually really excited for MLP MSP too. Um, but no, I have not heard of that one. Uh, yeah, it, it was very recent. I think that I just heard about it today. Um, yeah, it was uh, posted on his uh, label's Facebook, if I recall correctly, that he was in the hospital. Jeez. And then with uh, Obsidian Winter's mom still having a liver problem. Yeah. Everybody, just I've I've noticed that a lot of just a lot's happening lately. Yeah, tragedy is like, always bad. Yep. Okay, so um, I guess moving on to something a bit lighter and yeah. uh, back, back to cons. Um, so as a performer, I'm, you're really, really, really busy at cons, correct? Unfortunately, uh, there. I really wish I had more time to just mingle at cons. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that you would prefer to be an attendee than a performer? Honestly. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real blunt and say no. There, it's it's really cool being able to kind of wander and not be stopped, just to kind of like have the freedom to like go backstage and stuff like that. It's it's really cool to have that. I I like having that part of it, um, just because I do get to see a whole lot of cool people, and it's fun backstage. 
<laughs> well, like, like, I mean, it, it, it gets really rowdy backstage sometime, but holy hell, if backstage isn't, like, the place to be. Is that um, where the orgy happens? Pretty much. Um, I, I mean, it's like, because what happens is, is there's kind of a ritual that a lot of us have been doing for several cons. Um, and it, like, and this varies from, like, group to group. But, like, what me and uh, a bunch of my friends used to do at cons is since a bunch of us would be performing, we'd all congregate in one person's room and we'd all have our equipment and we'd get together like an hour or two uh, before showtime and we would all just work. We would work on our mixing, our transitions, get everything we need taken care of. And it's just fantastic because it's such, it's such an intense feeling being in a room with so many creative people because that energy is just like you walk in the room and you feel it. You feel it right away. And it's such an intense thing to go in there because if you weren't pumped to work before, suddenly you just feel it coursing through your veins and you're like, I got to work on something. I have to work on something right now. Yeah, all the... All the good feelings and happy times and good vibes that you experience at the con, though, can only really lead to one thing. Yeah. Post-con depression. Yes and no. Um, I don't know. I've been going to cons since I was like 14, and I will tell you, there is nothing worse than getting to see somebody that you haven't seen in a while, or even worse, uh, getting to see somebody uh, that you're very close to, and that's like the only time you get to see them. Um, and then you leave and that's it. And then you have to go back to talking with them in text and through Skype windows. And I mean, it really is, it's less of a, um, it's less of a, I'm sad that the con is over. And I think it's more of a, I'm really sad that that atmosphere is gone, that I can't see those friends freely anymore, that I have to wait this great length of time before I see them. But yeah, no, uh, PCD is, is shitty to the max. <laughs> right. Any good ways to deal with it? Uh, personally, I just, I've gotten used to it. Um, you know, I've, I've been traveling a lot since I was really young. Uh, my dad used to drive us all over the country for soapbox derby races and I've been going to cons since I was 14. And I mean, really the, the best thing you can do is just when you get home, kind of have that moment to, you know, settle down and unwind a little bit. I would say don't dive back into work because the stark contrast between work and play is going to be so... <laughs> painfully clear to you that you're going to absolutely hate your work kind of ease back into it don't take too long with it give yourself like a day maybe two tops and just kind of ease back into it but i mean like do that and it'll make the entire experience uh, a lot easier to cope with i think because at that point you'll be able to settle back into whatever routine you have and you'll just pick up where you left off yeah um and a big part of the con experience things that everybody loves are panels yeah, what kind, of, what kind of panels are you going to be on, if any at all, and if you're allowed to say? Um, probably a bunch of musician panels. Um, that's really all I have planned. I am going to be doing a um, a uh, voice acting script reading at BabsCon, though, which I am pretty... St or was it MLP MSP? I can't remember. It was one of the two. Point being, I'm going to be on a... Uh, like a like a voice acting uh, workshop slash slash a script read thing, and I'm very stoked about that. Uh, is it going to be like an uh, impromptu thing where you can just you have the script in front of you, but you can go with it however you want? Or uh, I believe so. I'm not entirely sure how Damien's running it. Um, I need to contact him again and kind of get the specifics as Babs Condrals closer. But um, I'm personally just really excited because I've been getting back into uh, I've been getting back into a lot of dramatic readings lately. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, well, it sounds like a very good time. Yeah, buddy. So, um, I guess I'm all out of questions right now. Yeah. I 
did it. I stumped the interviewer. Hmm. Yeah, you did. We left on a, a dead note there. You answered all my yeah. questions too good. Damn. Give me an A+. Plus. High score. Where do I enter my initials? Uh, hmm. I'm going to go tell my dad. Hold on. Dad! I'm fucking with you. I'm not actually going to go tell my dad. Mm. Uh, but you already got his attention and everything. Nah, he, he went to the gym like an hour ago. He's not home. Nah, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be home either. Uh, I'm sitting here spring break doing nothing. Man, at least you're having spring break right now. I have to wait another two weeks. That's a shame. That's a damn shame. Yeah, dude. And you know what sucks too? Like I have like three mer- I have three midterms, two papers, and two exams that all take place the day before spring break. A lot of studying. I have to study for a theater history exam. Uh, I have to finish memorizing my script for my uh, method acting class and then do my performance with my partner. And then I have to study uh, for another exam in my, oh God, which one was that? That was my, uh, I want to say my theater etiquette class or something like that. If it, no, it's my intro to theater. That was it. Good grief. Sounds like a very busy schedule. Yeah, but you know, I'm going to be honest. It's something that I'm happy to do. Again, I love doing acting. I love doing... Uh, voiceover work. And I especially love the opportunity to be in an area where I'm surrounded by those like-minded individuals and better still, you know, I can kind of go back and forth with them and feed off their energy just as much as they can mine, because there's nothing more, I guess, nothing more exhilarating than having a good partner that you can volley back and forth with. And more importantly, when you have that in a group, that makes it even better. So it really just is a, a great experience. Right, right. And um, with voice acting, have you just been doing, like you said, uh, your channel um, with music and voice acting or dramatic readings, um, have you just like been doing uh, explicitly, like, exclusively, not explicitly, exclusively uh, freelance work, like by yourself doing voice acting with the dramatic readings and such? Yeah, more or less. Um, I try my best to just kind of do my own thing if I can, and I do get um, I do get offers from people from time to time, and I will take those up. I do uh, I do voice commissions on the side, and that's actually been uh, that's actually been doing me fairly well here. It's been getting me enough to get by, which is good since I quit GameStop recently. Since I've been get, I've, can you believe this shit? They were giving me a two hour shift, a single two hour shift every week. <laughs> I was that's getting. A- Two hours a week. How the fuck am I supposed to live off that? I don't even think that qualifies as a part-time job. Right? Like, that's not even part-time. That's like, why don't you come to the store and do some grandpappy close up? By the way, they were always closing shifts. <laughs> uh, the, the most fun shift. Well, and it's it's not even hard to close a GameStop. The bullshit thing for me is that I live on the opposite end of town. It takes me an hour to bike there. And I still can't drive because I'm still waiting to get my eye fixed because I don't have the money for that. And that's why I'm trying to finish up my album, but then I have to juggle school, and then I also have to focus on trying to make money so that I can survive, and it's just this complicated mess. Uh, That's life. Right? But hey, it it makes me feel alive, so I can't complain on that note. Right, right. Um, So now I think that I really am out of questions. All right. So um, once again, thank you very much for your time and for coming to do this interview. Yeah, man, absolutely. So um, unless you have anything to say, this is... Farewell. Yeah, dude. Take care, yeah? You too. Goodbye. All right. Later.